Hey everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of FanRag Sports Premier League Podcast with me, Sebastian Noren. I'm joined by Polly Quistel. Uh, no Elliot today. Um, he was, where was he going? Idaho? I don't know. I think he was going to Idaho. It's so hard to keep track. Yeah, he's, uh, he travels a lot. That's for sure. Polly, you just got back from traveling. Where did you go? Yeah, I was in Florida. Uh, getting there was a big pain in the caboodle, but I got there and uh, took advantage, so that was enjoyable. Okay, got some sun? I got some sun. I was very committed to the getting sun game. Okay. Um, Coconut oil? I, yeah, I won a round of, of mini golf, though I, I don't remember this. I was I was told that I did. Okay. Um, it was a mini golf place where they deliver your drinks right out to the, your, uh, to your hole. So okay. It was, it was very ideal but I don't remember um, actually winning. Okay. But got the sun, got committed, uh, saw the United match, mm-hmm. saw some other matches, so I'm ready to go. Yeah, well, let's uh, start with Arsenal Hull before we get to that United match. So. Did not see that one. That one was a little early. Yep. Yeah, 2-0 Arsenal. They sort of did what they needed to in that one. Which um, I know Elliot they, said that they, he he he's a bit worried that they they would win against Hull <laughs> and then get slaughtered against Bayern here. I mean, I would just say they they did what they they needed to do, and that's put the ball in the net by any means necessary, mm-hmm. legal legally or not. Yeah, by any Sanchez necessary. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was I was with my friend who who was an Arsenal fan, he was, he woke up and he was watching it. Uh, and he was like, yeah, nope, it was a handball. Like there's no, no doubt about it. No, Definitely it, used his hand. Yeah, it was, and, but no one, none of the referees saw it. So you can't I call mean, it something you I mean, how did you miss you it though? But like, how do you miss it? It's I, right in front of the net. Like, I know, but he said they missed it. So you can't, you know, call something you don't see. All right. All right. Uh, kind of sounds a little bit like, like, uh, the Tupac murder, but <laughs> well, there's something you can't solve that you didn't see. Someone um, saw that. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, yeah, they should. It was on the strip, right? Yeah. Well, to quote Chris Rock, more people saw Tupac get shot than the last episode of Seinfeld. Ooh. Ouch. Um, yeah. So, Sanchez, though, two goals. Uh, that means that he's our... Uh, Joint leading top scorer, right? Or is he on, in sole position of that now? Sole possession. Uh, let me double check real quick. Yeah, he's he's got one more goal than Lukaku. So he's topping with 17 goals, Lukaku 16, and then Costa and Zlatan with 15. Yeah, so, well, yeah, Zlatan's been a little... See, here's the thing, though. When you talk about it, like, if, uh, well, I'm, well, we'll talk about it when we get to United. All the things that Zlatan does is he hasn't exactly been potent in front of the net recently, and he doesn't look tired, but you're about to get a stretch of a lot of games, and, you know, maybe it, it, you should have you should have been a little bit more careful with him earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I definitely, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. But, yeah, Arsenal uh, picking up a much-needed win. Uh, you know, but having... look, also, let's, let's look at it the other way. Yes. Hull's playing really well since the new manager came in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let me bring up his name in a second. Marco Silva. Marco Silva. 
They've been playing really well. They beat United in the League Cup in the second in the second um second leg. leg. Yep. They they beat Liverpool. They beat they they held United goalless at Old Trafford as if that's an accomplishment and, and nobody else does that this year. Just kidding. Um but they've been playing well. So yeah, they parked the bus against Arsenal and eventually Arsenal had to find a breakthrough and they did when they punched the ball into the net, physically, literally. Yeah. But I mean, having dropped again, having I, having dropped the two previous games against Watford and Chelsea, though they needed yeah, they it. Needed it. They yeah, they needed it. They needed it. And and you know what? Like right now, right now, the entire top six, besides Chelsea, the top six is as close as you can possibly be. And I, you know, I spoke about it after the game. You know, with my friend. I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize for getting points. Mm-hmm. If the ref's not going to call it, like then they won't call it. These things tend to balance out over the course of the season. Now, you know, like I don't. I can't tell you how many points Arsenal have dropped because of a missed handball or something. Yeah, obviously I am their rival. I could tell you that, you know, they beat Burnley on an offside handball. They beat Burnley again on an offside goal and they beat Hull on a handball. Um, But again, all those drop points, I'm sure there were missed calls in those games. Yeah. That's true. Arsenal, they sit in fourth. They got 50 points, level with Tottenham and two points behind City, and then a whole whopping 10 points behind Chelsea. And then underneath them, Liverpool, only one point behind, and then United, two points behind. Yeah, it, it's cool. they're all within two points. It's um, getting really interesting up there. Okay, United. It's two. everything that you could have hoped for. It really is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would have been a little bit nicer to see Chelsea not having an eight-point lead. Over okay, but forget about team. that. Like, just forget about that. You have you have five teams going for three spots, and they're within. And oh, well, City now have fifty-two points, mm-hmm. so they're they really are within four, four points of each yeah. other, and four of them are within two points of each other. Yeah. Yep. And none of them have been playing consistently well enough to break away from the rest. Nope. I mean, United, they've not lost many games, but they've been drawing away too many games. Um, whopping nine games. Ended in a draw. That's Spurs quality. There's one more than Spurs. Yeah. No, they've, they've been poor this year. They have not been great. But a 2 nothing win over Watford. Goals coming from uh, Juan Mata and Anthony Martial. Another display, though, of their lack of potency in front of the net. Because mm-hmm. my like, one of my English friends sat down next to me during this game, and he just says, I'm really impressed with you guys, and you guys are just pounding their goal. And I was like, yeah, but again, just, you know, no goals. Yeah, need more goals. <laughs> there are no goals here. No. No, I mean, seeing that the amount of chances that they created, you know, you would like this game to end, you know, for nothing. Yeah. Uh, I do like the fact that we have figured out how to play without Michael Carrick, and that's simply, like, instead of bringing on another holding midfielder, it's, like, let Ander Herrera mm-hmm. just run around the field and do everything and bring on another attacking midfielder. Yep. You know, like, and we'll keep possession that way. So I do like that about us. He does a lot of uh, sideway passing. Herrera? Yeah. Yeah, but... A lot. Yeah, but he also... He allows us to have all those attackers on the field because of the fact that he runs around and covers the ground for everybody. Oh, yeah. His work rate, great. He does his running and he does Pogba's running. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's good. That allows him to do other things. 
Yeah. Yeah. What's up with Fellini coming off the bench every game now? Uh, it's Mourinho trolling us. It's it's Mourinho just telling us, I think this guy's good, and I'm going to find a way to get him on the field. It, it, it makes no sense. And the problem is in soccer, you, you like, you know, you don't have a, a GM, and you don't have – you can't, like, force a player to leave. No. Like, if uh, – did you ever see the movie Moneyball? No. So there's a scene in Moneyball where – pretty much the GM has this idea of who he wants to play first base for the athletics. And it's not a natural first baseman. He's pretty much moving a guy to first base and the manager's like, that's the dumbest thing ever. And it's never going to work. So he keeps playing this rookie at first base and, and the GM doesn't like it. So the GM says, how do I solve this? How do I fix this? He just trades the rookie for like 40 cents on the dollar because this way now he's not on the team anymore and the manager has to do what he wants. So it's not like you could, it's not like Ed Woodward could step in there and be like, I'm going to get rid of Fellaini so that Mourinho could stop playing him. Mm-hmm. And even if he did finally sell Mourinho, sell Fellaini, Fellaini could just be like, oh, but you're not going to pay me as much, so I'm not leaving. Yeah. Yeah. They would have to, I don't know. Is there a team in China that wants him? I don't know. Oof. Yeah, I read a story today about, you know, Lavezzi leaving PSG for China, and he's been awful, but he's just been raking in the dough. Okay, another midday game there on Saturday. Southampton smashing Sunderland for nothing. So expected. So expected, I even predicted it incorrectly. Yep. Um, but no, this was exactly what we talk about this every week. None of these teams are good enough to consistently do it every day. And none of them are consistently bad enough that they're going to lose every day. Um, unless you're Lester. God. Um, yeah, they're bad. Um, but it's, it's also, you know, there was a good chance that Sunderland were going to walk into this game and say, Hey, Southampton's form has been pretty bad. And, we just won 4 0 last week, and they were going to come in arrogant, cocky, and get the doors blown off of them. And that's what happened. Mm. Yeah, Manolo Gabidiani, uh, or Gabi, Gabiadini, sorry. Uh, pretty shrewd signing there for Southampton. Got a brace in this one and scored in his first game for the club, too. So, Yeah, he's been good. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised because he wasn't scoring that many goals in Italy. I did forget to bring my special one jersey with me to uh, to Florida, and I got very scared that the uh, the magical run of never losing league games was going to come to an end. Oh, so there's no po- the there's no power in the jersey. Well, since I've obtained ownership, <laughs> yeah, um, we still haven't lost a league game. But I mean, I will, there may not be power in the jersey, but. Uh, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to take chances with it either. No. Yeah. So Southampton, you know, they, they still have some things to work, work out, but they're, we've talked about this. They'll, they'll be around there between, you know, they could go up to eighth. They could finish 12th. It, we've talked about this with everyone. Like yeah. everybody is either, you know, there's six teams that are really good and there's six teams that are really bad and everybody else is just in the middle and has nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. 
So let's touch upon Liverpool beating Tottenham 2 nothing. That was a late game on Saturday. Um, and uh, Sadio Mane. I, I only got to see this vicariously through the text messages that I was receiving from Spurs fans, Arsenal fans, and Liverpool fans. And it seemed like... Uh, it was quite. It seemed like Tottenham didn't know that there was a game going on. Nope. It seemed like Liverpool fans were frustrated that they can't play this way every week. Yep. Um, and and again, I was with my my friend who's from North London, and he immediately said I was so concerned about this game because we didn't have Danny Rose and uh, Ben Davies is not good enough to to uh, shut down Sadio Mane, and that sounded like that's what happened. Yes, Mane destroyed Davis, and you know you could tell that Liverpool they were up for this one. the The problem is that they need to be up for the other games too. You know, it's like Arsenal syndrome. Yeah. Or you know what this is like? You know what it's like actually? No. It's like Liverpool in the mid two thousands when they were really good when they played everybody good, and they were really and and then you know like you you go and you you drop points to Watford and you drop points to Crystal Palace and you drop points to those kinds of teams. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mane coming back here, you know, they they did miss him a lot during his, you know, when he was And we knew at that the would Africa happen. Cup of Nations, yeah. We knew that would happen. Yeah, but I mean that he has established himself as a key player for this team so quickly. Yeah, well no, but we knew we didn't maybe we didn't know that that would happen, yeah. but once he did cuz he did that back in November. Mm-hmm. So once he did do that, we knew you know when when December ended, we knew coming in Liverpool were going January was going to be difficult for them to navigate without Sadio Mane. Yeah. And it was it was going to be tough and it was. Yeah. Nothing surprising. No, luckily, luckily for them, he's back now, though. Right, and luckily for them, you know, nobody... Re- I mean, they did. They dropped from second to fifth at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think they're back in fifth now because everybody yep. else... Yeah, so, they, you know, they did drop. But luckily for them, you know, the rest of the table could have put them in the rearview mirror, and they, they didn't. Yeah, and, I mean, me and Elliot, we were talking about this, you know, last time. And Elliot and I. Elliot and I. We, they have a such a long gap now until their next game. They don't they don't play until the twenty seventh when they take on Leicester. Right, and I was gonna say United don't play a league game again until March, so it would be appreciated if the rest of the top four once again just said, "All right, we're not gonna you know make a big gap here." Mm-hmm. But this could sort of be the defining thing of their season here. This is when Klopp needs to get everybody on board. They got. They can't. You know. They can't blame fatigue. Well, this is going to be the rest of rust situation. Yeah. And that's they, what they're going to deal with right now. Better hope for rest. While we will be hoping for rust. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it could be even longer if Leicester needs to uh, do a replay game in the FA Cup. This is true. Mm-hmm. And who knows? I mean, they are they are playing away from home against Millwall, so it's not as bad as the as going to Sutton United. Mm. God, I can't wait for that game. <laughs> That's such a no win situation for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, anything less than like an eight nil win is mm-hmm. like kind of embarrassing. And 
it's not going to be easy to get, especially on that field. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they should be able to put the under-18s out there and still win. They should. And still win 8-0. Yeah. And still win 8-0. Yeah. And I, and all, in all honesty, I think the under-18s would do better than the first team in that game. Because yeah. they should be hungry. They yeah. should be hungry, and they should be almost embarrassed that, that you know, like, our manager's, you know, not playing the first team mm-hmm. in this game. Mm-hmm. Sunday, we had two games. Burnley, Chelsea ended in a 1-1 draw. Burnley continue to play strong at home. Uh, beautiful freak dick by Robbie Brady. Another former Manchester United prospect that's ended up in the in the Premier League. You know what I was thinking? It's it's not even just how many like how how many like Premier League winners medals are like spread around the bottom of the table right now because of United. I don't know. You got Cleverly, he's got a medal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fabio never got a medal, but he was he was around, he played uh, in those things. Uh, Danny Drinkwater's got a medal. He was an academy product. Mm-hmm. Craig Katchgar, oh, he never got a medal, but it's just everyone, all over the place. Danny Simpson, you know, the academy product, medal. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's a lot of them. <laughs> and I saw that. Um, I was doing a piece uh, on the upcoming FA Cup, you know, and I saw that Wes Brown is still doing his thing. He's in Blackburn now. Oh, he left Sunderland. Yeah, he's in Blackburn. I just didn't even. I just thought he was injured. Nope. Well, he he's yet. injured. He's injured, <laughs> but he's with Blackburn. Wow. Yep. It's like John O'Shea. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Robbie Brady, you know, good signing for Burnley there, picking him up. Um, got a very good left foot. We yeah, I don't know why already. he. I don't know why he even stayed at Norwich the first half of the year after the Euros he had. No. So, yeah, I mean, it's not – dropping two points away to Burnley isn't the worst thing. No. This was, like, uh, not exactly a shocker. No. That Burnley managed to play like Burnley does at home and and pick up a win. Yeah. And not a, a draw. Which is a win yeah. for them. Yeah. So, Chelsea sit eight points above Manchester City. As City took a 2 nothing win here today, Monday, over Bournemouth. And uh, Bournemouth, along with – Leicester are the two teams that have the worst form right now in the league. So, um, yeah, Leicester, five losses in a row after a 2 nothing defeat to Swansea. Uh, oh, my God. Alfie, Alfie Mason, 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 and Martin Olsson with the goals for Swansea. Yeah, it, it's... Oh, it's... Uh... It's getting bad. Oh yeah. They just they just don't really have an answer. Nope. I mean they they will. I mean we've talked about this before, but if, it it definitely feels like they will drop into the relegation zone here. Right. All right. Yeah. No, I thought you were saying they will have an answer. Like I was like I don't know. If oh we could no. Still I, say I, that. I, yeah. I don't know if they if they will. I mean it's sad, but I mean do you let go of Ranieri just to get you know someone new in and get that because we see a lot of times. Team switches coaches, they get a little bit of a of a push. I mean, that could be all they need to survive. Right. I mean, yeah, we're seeing it right now at Hull. We're seeing it at Swansea. We're seeing it uh the Boston Bruins, the New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. Across all sports. 
Yeah, sometimes it works, but I, I just think it's such a short-sighted decision. Like, oh, fire the coach. Oh, yeah, it is. You but know, it's like, easier to fire the coach like, than to get rid of like, 20 it's players. It's like building a fire. It's like building a fire, and instead of putting more wood on it, like just throwing dry leaves on it. So, like, you get that big burst, and yes, the fire or some shoots lighter up. Fluid. But, right, like, it shoots up, but you're not sustaining it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not dull being a Leicester fan, that's for sure. Got the great escape, then you go and win the league, and now you're in the shitter again. Yeah, and then maybe you can win another trophy next year when if you win the championship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it just it feels like this club is with the investments they made, you know, signing new contracts, bringing in a lot of new players. I mean, they can't really afford to go down. I know they got parachute payment and stuff if they do go down, but it feels like the whole club is set up. <laughs> to be a Premier League side now. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Uh, the men and Blazers right now, in the back of their studio, where I guess they used to have a picture of Bob Rowley, there's just a pic, There's a sign that says, we are all Sutton United, mm. and a picture of what I assume is their goalkeeper, and it is just the fattest, most average-looking man you will ever see. Uh-huh. Mm. So that's great. Yeah. So what do they have to do? What is the key here to Leicester bouncing back and avoiding relegation? Win games. Learn how to learn how to play away from home. Learn how to win at home. Win games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Get points. Get points. Get points. They don't have an easy run in either. No. Next game is at home against Liverpool. I don't know how their schedule is after that. Uh, let's see. Come on. Uh, Hull at home. Arsenal away. West Ham away. Stoke at home. Sunderland at home. Everton away. Palace away. Spurs at home. West Brom away. Watford at home. City away. And then Bournemouth at home. Oh, wow. Dortmund play tomorrow. Yes, they do. And we'll talk about them in just a little bit here. Let's go. Bring it. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to do that now. Let's bring on Benfica. Okay, let's do it. Let's head over to the Champions League. Round of 16 is- kicks off tomorrow. PSG taking on Barcelona and Benfica Dortmund. Let's start with the Dortmund game there since you're uh, chomping at the bits. Goals. goals. A lot of goals. A lot of goals. Mm-hmm. And who will sco- uh, score said goals? Both teams. Both teams, okay. Both teams score goals in bunches. Both of them have trouble defending. Benfica, not so much at home, but in the Champions League, yes, because their defense is kind of poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Portuguese league is kind of poor. Dortmund are just inexperienced. They score a lot of goals. Uh, didn't they set a record for most goals in like the group stage? Uh, I, I know they scored a bunch. I don't know if it was a record or not. I'm pretty sure they scored like the most. Um let me just yes. While bring you that. pull that up, I'll, I'll say that Benfica, uh, they sit at the top of the Primeira Liga in Portugal. They've uh, scored 47 goals in 21 games while only allowing 12. They have three wins, one loss, and one draw in their last five games. And they are a point ahead of Porto. Uh, yeah, I expect both teams to score goals in this thing. That's 
Benfica, Benfica are home, so they'll be attacking. Um, and the one thing that you have to be very careful about is Dortmund hitting on the counterattack because they are scary good at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they scored 21 goals in the group stage. Mm-hmm. That's uh, pretty good. They've scored 40 goals in 20 league games. So, yeah, they got goals in them. There so, will be goals in this tie. Hmm. Mm, I know. It's, I mean, it's uh, interesting. What do you think? Uh, is, is Pulisic a starter for them now, or what's his situation? Uh, he is. Only, like He starts games every so often simply because the same way that, like, you know, on the wings at United, you never know who's going to start there, like whether it's Mata or Mkhitaryan or Martial or Rashford. They just have so many players that they kind of just use them all. Mm-hmm. So he start, he started their last game. They lost. He probably won't start the Champions League match. Uh, the only person that you really – Marco Royce and Aubameyang start every game, and then the rest of those positions go to, you know, Castro and uh, – and, Emery Moore and Shirla and Gotze and Pulisic and Dembele and it's it's an embarrassment of riches that they have. Yeah. And sometimes they'll even play like a four one four one so they could use even more of them. Mm. That's nice. Also, this might be why they're a bit inconsistent. Yeah. So I know Abu Mayang has seventeen league goals and let's see, how's he fared? In the group stage of the Champions League. He's got four goals. He's having a bit of a down year. Is that a down year? goals. For him, yeah. He had yeah. more last year. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like a, a goal per game in the league, is that's pretty good. It's pretty good, but he could have been better. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I mean, they've also, they've been battered by injuries as usual. Like their injury prone players like Marco Royce and Mario Gotze and Andre Sherwa have been injured mm-hmm. for a lot of the season. Uh, so every, like every game, it's like, oh, this person's returning from injury. And then the next game, it's like, oh, but now we're without this guy. Okay. Uh, Osman and Dembele. They're still, they're, they're so much fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no. Uh, Osman Dembele is the, uh, like, come for all the superstars, stay for Osman Dembele. Okay. He's the guy that every game does something that makes you go, oh, wow, this kid's really good. He's right. like 17-year-old Ronaldo. Like, he wasn't scoring a lot of goals, but he mm. was just doing things where you're just like, holy crap, this guy's really good. Yeah, he's got four assists so far, so he's uh, tied for second in the assist league in the Champions League. Yeah, he's he's he is the reason. Like, they have really good players. He's the most exciting one. Okay. Hmm. Who should we look out for for Benfica? I don't know. They score goals. <laughs> <laughs> they score goals. I'm not going to pretend that I watched a second of Benfica this year. Okay. Okay. Then PSG Barcelona. Uh, obviously, that's uh, the big match of Tuesday. They'll probably get the prime FS1 screen. Uh, probably, yes. I will not watch it. I'll be watching Dortmund. Okay. Then I'll, ta- uh, I'll take it upon myself then to watch P- PSG Barcelona. I'm PSG. They're. PSG, I feel like. Aren't they still psg Like, they're just not scoring as much because they're on no. Zlatan? They are not the same <laughs> team without a certain big Swede. Um, right now, they are second in Ligue 1. And by this wow, time... Wow, it's a competition. By this time, they've usually wrapped it up already. Right. 
Right, they're usually devoted only to the Champions League, where they then beat Chelsea and then lose to whoever they have to play. Yeah, they. So this uh, year, instead of beating Chelsea, they'll just lose to Barcelona. Yeah, because Monaco has been on fire. They have scored seventy-five goals in twenty-five games. Yeah, they're good. That is good. scary good. It's all that Anthony Martial money. I mean, that is just crazy, crazy. They've only allowed, I mean, PSG now. They've allowed 18 goals in 25 games. They've still still scored 50 goals. That's still good. But they are trailing Monaco by three points. And they're only two points ahead of Nice. So uh, definitely more of a fight in Ligue 1 this season. Uh, Barcelona, Lionel Messi, he's the leading goal scorer right now in the Champions League. Ten goals. Uh, Edinson Cavani is second with six yeah, I I think Barcelona wins it. I think it'll be a close first leg that Barcelona will win, and then they'll pull them out. I just, PSG isn't as good this year. No, that's true. That is very very true. Offsides: Angel De Maria, ten of them. Second only to Ricardo Quaresma. I mean, that's what we're doing now. We're counting offsides. Yeah, let's do it. If we're counting offsides, you know what you know what they say. When someone starts counting off sides, no. they say move on to the next game. No. <laughs> you're out of ideas. No, let's go with this. I mean, Messi. They say you're out of ideas. Messi, though. Messi's taken 13 shots on target. 10 of them have been goals. That's scary good. Yeah. But he put, but that's not to say, like, usually when something is like that, you say those numbers, like, you know, he's not going to keep going at that pace and, like, those numbers will come back to the mean. It probably won't because Messi finds himself uh, only taking, you know, high percentage shots. Mm -hmm. I would say that the ones that have been on target that didn't go in were all free kicks that either, like, hit the wall or were saved. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, Let's let's do a little mini prediction here. Not for points, but how do you think these two games are going to shake out? You said goals galore in Dortmund-Benfica? Yeah. I think we get five or six goals in that game. Okay. So are you going? I'll like... go three-two Benfica. I'll go three-two Benfica. Oh, okay. I was I'll gonna... give him a win in the home leg. Okay. And then I'll go two-one in the other leg. In the other one to Barcelona. To Barcelona. Okay. I'll say two-two nothing. No, three nothing Barcelona. I think they're gonna smoke them. And then Dortmund Benfica three-three draw. Boom. A lot of goals. There you go. I'll buy into there you your go. hype there. Wednesday. Real Madrid, Napoli, and then Bayern Munich, Arsenal. Which, <laughs> well, we know how that one's going to end. Which one is going to get the FS1 slate on that one? Uh, Bayern Munich and Arsenal. Yeah. Arsenal, yeah, more eyeballs than Real Madrid. It's it's the name recognition of Arsenal and the, the, the Bundesliga promotion mm-hmm. for Fox. Uh, they, they always just put the English teams on FS1. Yeah. That's, that's the way it works. Okay. And they get a a chance to cross promote their their Bundesliga coverage. Not that they will, because Fox never does that. They should they literally. I know. They, I know they should. That's just smart business one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. They never do it. Okay. Uh, so Fox, if you're listening, cross promote. I mean, like they they promote NASCAR, like in they promote NASCAR during their NFL telecast. Like, why not just be like, hey, Bayern Munich is playing Dortmund this weekend in the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Like you watch a hockey game on NBC and they're like, hey, this week. This week, Swansea is playing uh, Crystal Palace. Yeah, we're like, oh, we got a horse race (laughs) coming up. 
they literally will promote whatever game is coming on, whether it's a good one or, or a bad one. So yeah. why Fox won't take the time to have their announcers just do one read of it's on FS1, it's Bayern Munich and Hoffenheim mm-hmm. is beyond me. Mm-hmm. Hoffenheim, yeah. Other, but other than that, Napoli kind of sucks this year. Uh, Real Madrid, obviously, very good. Um, they went a long time without losing. A real long time. I wouldn't so, say the Napoli sucks. They're still third. They're not as good as they used to be in the previous no, years. that's true. Okay, and Real Madrid are probably better than they were in previous years. Mm-hmm. So, there, there's your answer. Ergo facto, Real Madrid wins. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. Um... I think it's an ipso facto situation, but... Okay. Yeah, where is uh, the goals, though, for a certain Cristiano Ronaldo? Uh, maybe he's just not scoring right now. Maybe he's just playing provider. I know he's got, four, he's got four assists, but Benzema, leading goal scorer with four goals. And I'm trying to find... I mean, you're looking, there at the, you're, looking Two at goals. The, you're looking at the Champions League. Yes. Like, he's still scoring. Yeah. Wasn't he hurt at the beginning of the year? He's got 13 goals in 15 games in the league. It's just a bit of a down year. He's playing like they are running things more through Bale this year. Yeah. And he's a phenomenal player too. He has 21 goals in 26 appearances. Yeah. In all competitions. Okay. I wouldn't say he's not scoring. No. But only two goals in the Champions League. All right. Hmm. I mean, the four assists, they make up for it. Yeah. Well, Real Madrid also, they, like, weren't scoring. They had a, no. they were, they laid a couple eggs in the Champions League. They, they weren't good in neither, um, in neither game against Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Two draws, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't lose, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For Napoli, uh, Dres Mertens. Four goals and six appearances, along with three assists. So he's doing his thing since um, Milik got injured. He's really stepped up. What else do they have? They got Hamsik. They got Insigne. But you don't think it's going to be anywhere close in this one, from the sound of it? No. No. Okay. Bayern, though. Bayern going strong. They're back at the top of the Bundesliga after Leipzig had a good start to the season. But now... All is well down in Bavaria. Just how much hurt can they put on Arsenal? I mean, it's... It's just, it's, it's just so perfect that it happened this way. I mean, it's unfortunate for Arsenal that they drew Bayern... Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, and Bayern, you know, Ancelotti, he's the Champions League manager. Yeah. And having the first game away from home, too, is not in favor of Arsenal, that's for sure. Well, no, it is in favor of them. I don't don't feel like it is. That's why the group winner gets to play the second game at home. I don't think it's an advantage, though. Not for Arsenal. No, yeah, because they have to go. Yeah, yeah, they could dig themselves into a big hole. Yeah. Because say they Didn't lay an egg and they lose three nothing, four nothing. I don't think that was four nothing. They need I, a, I, they, I, they desperately need at least one away goal here. Right. 
I could see three nil happening. Yeah. Yeah, I can see three nil too. Yeah, it's it's not gonna be easy. Okay, let's go with three nil for Bayern against Arsenal. Real, how uh, how would you go on that one? Oh, I think Real wins three nil. Okay. Or two two nil. Way game, two nil. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. With that, we'll leave you until later this week when we'll come back. We'll talk about the Champions League and we'll preview the fun the funness that is the FA Cup. I'm so excited for this FA Cup weekend. Yeah, you want to talk about that Sutton game? So I want uh, to talk about them all. I'm excited. I'm, I I know it doesn't sound like my voice is radiating excitement right now, but I'm I'm pumped. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Until then, you can always uh, reach us on Twitter. I'm Seb Norin, Paulie's P. WFAN. Give Fandrex Sports a call too or a follow, and uh, we'll talk to you in later in the week. Until then, have a good one.